Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back at home in my little recording space, ready to give you guys another weekly dose of motivation and inspiration and food for thought to help you adjust your mindset or maybe think a little bit differently for the next however long that this lesson stays with you. So this week, I wanted to address something that I know I, as a human being, have been very guilty of, and it's something I think lots of human beings are guilty of as well. There's like this running joke on the internet and in the world where when something is wrong with you, when you have like a, um, when you have like a, a malady or, or something where you don't feel right, and you start to take those symptoms the worst thing you can ever do with those symptoms is Google them, right? You wind up throwing those symptoms into Google, you wind up down the rabbit hole, and all of a sudden you're on WebMD, and you think you've got this rare type of medical condition, and you're definitely going to die, and uh, it's going to be a horrible, painful death, and you're going to grow a third arm out of your forehead, and at the same time, your skin's going to melt off, and it's going to be terrible the whole way. Meanwhile, you have a headache. <laughs> but what happened there? Simple. You took this normal everyday thing and you built it up to be something much, much worse than it actually was. Now, I see this phenomenon very often in my school. And I see it very often with new students and with students taking the next step in their training, going to higher levels of class and so forth. So really, the, the, the thought here is the negative power of our own mind. The way we can take that molehill and we can make it into a mountain, as the old expression goes. That's a really big deal. That can be a big detriment to us to take that little, little thing, that small little concern, and make it huge. People do this all the time. Right? I don't know about you, but I know I'm certainly guilty of it. When I have a small thing to do, maybe it's not exactly small, maybe it's a little bit north of small, but it's close to small. And maybe it's an unpleasant task or whatever, but I, I can have this ability to build it and build it and build it into being this gigantic thing that it just isn't. I think we do this very, very frequently. And I'm going to give you guys a quick example from my school right from this past week. Uh, not this past Tuesday, Tuesday before. So not today, Tuesday, Tuesday before. I had a young lady in my school, young lady by the name of Vanessa, and she's a superstar in my, in my school. She's eight years old, trains real hard, very focused, very self-disciplined, always a bright, happy attitude. And always smiling. Like I, she's a little girl who I can bust her chops just a little bit. And it's very easy to get a smile on her face, which of course makes me very happy as her instructor. And she's a superstar in the beginner class. I've been training in the beginner class for a good little while. So I wanted to promote her to the next level of class, which for kids, especially of her age, would be jujitsu. This is where she's going to start to learn how to defend herself on the ground. 
And her dad, I was pushing her for a little while, and her dad was pushing back, telling me she was, you know, intimidated, wasn't really in, into it, blah, 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 blah. Well, we know what the real problem was. Vanessa looked at the jujitsu class or had seen a jujitsu class before and built it up to be this big, scary thing, this really intimidating idea, this tremendous, fearful endeavor that it really wasn't. So I convinced her. I said, I want you to just come and take one of the classes. Just come, take one of the classes. No pressure. Try it. See exactly what it's all about. And then, once you see what it's all about, I think you'll have a much easier time understanding and making an educated decision. Maybe I used a few more kid-friendly words than that, but still, I don't, I don't talk to the kids in my school in a very, uh, you know, babyish way. I, to, I to speak to them like they're very mature, which I think helps make them more mature. But nonetheless, so Vanessa came in last Tuesday, and her dad drops her off, and I could see the skepticism in his eyes as he was dropping her off, thinking, yeah, she's not going to like this very, very much. And I knew because I could see the hesitation in Vanessa's eyes. I could see the way she was building it up to be a real big deal already in her mind. It was, she was intimidated, obviously. And as I saw that intimidation in her eyes, I realized all we've got to do is show Vanessa the magic here and let her see exactly how fun it really is. So we get to work and right away class is going well and she's real happy about it. And she meets, sees kids that she knows already uh, and they start telling her, oh, this is your first class today. You're going to love it. They're pumping her up. They were all excited for her. She was all excited and it was great. She had a spectacular class, a spectacular time. And just like I knew she would because I know the kind of kid that she is, she picked it up really, really quickly. And as she picked it up really quickly, after, you know, of course, I kept rewarding her good behavior and telling her things about how good she was doing, which, of course, made her feel better and better. But then the most important thing happened. She had a great, she had the fun that she was afraid she wouldn't. She quelled her own fear. She took that thing she was so afraid of, the thing that she didn't think uh, would be fun, that she thought would be really scary, and proved to herself that it wasn't scary at all. She faced this irrational fear head on. And by doing that, she conquered it. That's the way it has to happen, though. See, no one else can conquer the fear for you. No one else can face that difficult or intimidating thing for you. You have to face it yourself. Why? Because it, it's a fear, it's a creation, it's a monster that you put together. And that's what we have to realize. That the only way that things like that are going to go away is if you make them go away. It's as simple as that. Right? It, the power lies in your hands. I think we do it all the time, right? Like there are projects around our house that get put off for forever for the simple reason that we're thinking they're going to be much more atrocious or terrible than they actually are. 
So we continue to build them up and build them up and build them up. And oh, they're going to be so bad. Oh, it's going to be such a nightmare. And then all it is is a little bit of sweat equity. All it is is something that we earned. And on the other hand, we have to realize that we can take those same things and make them much smaller as well. Realize this power works both positively and negatively. Right? Like I know as I was preparing to reopen the school after the lockdowns uh, that as I was looking at all the things I had to do, the list could be intimidating sometimes. It could be a tremendous list. And the more I would look at it and the more I would think about it and the more I would build it up, the worse it would become in my head. And there was the problem. What help was that? It was no help whatsoever. Instead, it just made things seem worse. So why in the world was I putting so much effort and stock into it? Instead, I simply had to take one task at a time and just get to it. Because as we know, as the, the old adage goes, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. So this gigantic, huge thing that I was creating in my mind, this thing that seems so insurmountable, the only way it was ever going to get conquered is just to do it. That, it's as simple as that. Just get in there and do it. And I see this with new adults too. I see people that, you know, maybe it's a parent who I talked into class. So I said, you know, you need to take the investment of time for yourself. And I really, I pumped them up. And I got him excited for it and so on and so on and so on. But I could see the intimidation as they were getting ready. I could see the intimidation as they came to class. And I could see when they're like psyching themselves up for class that it was going to be in their mind this horrible, treacherous experience that who knows if they were going to make it through. And then miraculously... They make it through and have this amazing time. Like I'll never forget. I, I tease him about it whenever I see it. A friend of mine by the name of Andrew. And Andrew I've known since middle school. And um, he he's also friends with my wife. And my wife saw him one time out. And uh, he's like, oh, what are you guys doing this weekend? She's like, I'm, I'm going to class. You should come too. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he hears class and hears martial arts and he builds it up to be this gigantic thing in his mind. I could see when he walked in the door, he's like terrified. And I'm like, what does this guy think this is going to be? You know, he was in decent shape. He, not that he exercised all the time, but he exercised enough. And I'm looking at him like, what the heck's going on with this guy that he's so intimidated? And I get him a pair of bag gloves. I give him the basic rundown of the things he needs to know before class. And I still see the fear in his eyes as I'm, you know, giving him the, you know, the, the same reassurances I give anybody who's taking their first class. And then finally he says to me, he goes, so am I going to be getting hit in the face today? <laughs> I laughed. He, he goes, what? I said, the only way you're getting hit in the face today is if you pull your hand back to your face way too quick, quickly and hit yourself in the face. Or if you miss the bag completely and fall face first into the bag. Those are the only two ways you're getting hit in the face today. He's like, oh. He was thinking in this class was going to be something way scarier than it was. 
to think that this this beginner kickboxing class where he was going to learn the fundamentals of striking on a bag, he thought it was going to be this like fight club crazy MMA thing. And very quickly he learned it wasn't that. I had a great class. I trained for years, for years. And I think that happens to us so often with things. I remember plenty of students. You know, I, I give the example of, ju of jiu-jitsu to little Vanessa. I gave that example a little while ago. But I've had plenty of adult students who do the same thing. You know, years ago, people watching all like the, you know, crazy, like, you know, teenagers who became young adults in my school and watch their level of training and think to themselves, I'm never going to do the stuff that they're doing. And then in a very short order, they're out there doing the same thing. You know, they start slowly and they slowly work their way. And before you know it, they're doing incredible things, things they never would have thought of. You know, I, I, I have laughs of parents who would like come into class and be like, you know, I'm never going to be able to do a push up. You know, I, I, you know, building it up to be, again, this tremendous, fearful thing that they needed to be afraid of. And three months passes and they're doing a bunch of push-ups. Like they're so much stronger than they thought they were. That's the thing. See, as much as our brain can be our best friend, oftentimes it can be our worst enemy too. And that's the thing that this week I really want you guys to think about not doing and it's hard it's really hard when there's something that's occupying some space in your head rent free it is really hard to not take that thing and make it worse go back to the, the webmd thought that we had before you know you can be diagnosed with a medical condition and throw that medical condition into google and half an hour later you're like crying and thinking this is the most horrible thing you've ever heard in your life because all you can find is the worst statistics in the world and none of the good ones. But on the other hand, maybe if you had listened to your doctor and done a little bit more clear research, maybe you would have been reassured rather than spooked. I think the same is true with just about every undertaking that we have. I think we get so lost in the sauce of how bad we think things are going to be that we forget how good they could go. You know, we, we look at all the negative, all the downside. You know, it's like when someone thinks about cleaning up their eating. They're, like, they're instantly thinking about all the things they can't have. Well, I can't have this and I can't have that and I can't have that. But what about all the things that you can have? Why are we looking at things so negatively? Why are we taking this and building it up to be something much worse than it actually is? You have no, no clue how well things can go, how quickly they can go, how enjoyable they can be until you just get out of your own way and do them. That's the thing. That intimidation factor, that thing where we build things up to be tremendous, it holds so many people back. There's an old saying, I forget who said it, and as, as I'm trying to remember who said it now, 
I think it's one of those quotes that I just cling to and I love it and I think it's very, very important for us to consider because it's, it's like right down this alley. And the expression goes like this, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever, ever will. And it's by Susie Kasem. So, a really important idea, and I think it's exactly what I'm talking about today. The fact that people find a way to make things more difficult than they are, to make them more complicated than they are, to make them more difficult and more intimidating than they are, without just dipping their toes in the water. For what? For what? What purpose does it serve? If you remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about little Carl who bounced his mouth off of his knee uh, doing one of the techniques in class. And I asked him after he bounced his mouth off his knee, so Carl, what help is crying going to be? And very quickly he looked at me and he realized, oh, it's not going to be any help at all. Well, then why are we doing it? To what end? To no end. It's just effort. It's just energy out there in the universe for no reason. So why are we going to build things up to be so bad or so huge without moving forward, without exploring the possibilities? The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to be right. And it's going to be exactly what you expect it to be. Whoop-de-doo. You knew it was coming. You were told it was coming. You convinced yourself it was coming. But what are the odds it's going to go exactly that way? And what are the odds that it's going to go exactly the other way? Or, even if not exactly the other way, what if it finds that nice middle ground beside, between the best possible way and the worst possible way? What if it winds up being something that's way easier than you thought it was going to be? It very much could be. And it probably will be. But here's the good news. Even if it goes the worst it possibly could be, even if it's as terrible as it could be, at least you're pushing your way through it. And you'll be at the end of it before you know it. So why waste time worrying? Why waste effort and energy and emotion taking this unknown thing and stressing on it and making it so big, giving it that rent-free space to occupy in your mind. What will it solve? What will it make easier? What will it accomplish for you? Nothing. There's an old expression by Henry Ford, and I, I love it. I think it's, it's very important for life. Chop your own wood. It warms you twice. Chop your own wood. It warms you twice. So think about that same idea, but now in terms of worry. If it's going to be this terrible, arduous process, why suffer through it over and over and over again by obsessing over it and making it something you have to suffer through over and over and over again? Why not just go through it? Go through it the once. Because that once... It could go great. Sure, it could go bad too. But at least you'll be through it. There's no purpose in putting the effort, energy, and emotion through it. 
Just do it. It's much simpler that way. Don't let your head build it up into this big thing. Don't let your head take this, this tiny little creature and build it into this giant scary monster. Just start moving forward. Because you'll be amazed how much easier it may be to get through if you just get moving. That's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm sensei james leonelli. You can find my school at tskSmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. Find, out the, find more about the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, I'll see you guys on the mat.